Hello, and welcome to the Black and Dyslexic Podcast with Winifred A. Winston and LaDerek Horn, the show that unapologetically focuses on helping Black and underrepresented minorities navigate the special education process. We want to help raise awareness in the Black and Brown community, remove the stigma about learning disabilities, and provide you access to professionals in the space of dyslexia and special education that you need to hear from. I am Winifred A. Winston. I am the host of the Black and Dyslexic Podcast. Me and my co-host, LaDerek Horn, are going to be having unfiltered, raw conversations around everything Black and dyslexic. I'm a mom and my daughter was identified and I didn't really see anybody that looked like me. And I know that my white counterparts, they were navigating this system a little differently than me. It seemed that Everyone I came in contact with who were actually getting resources, who had access to specialized tutoring, they didn't look like me. And then the price tag that came with it. I'm like, wow, how can I afford this? Why isn't my public school, my urban public school, able to provide the resources for my daughter, right? And so I started to do research and I found it was a very white space. And oftentimes I was the only black parent showing up and getting resources and and trying to access this information. It just felt like it was a secret. Everything was hidden and I wasn't aware. And so I wanted other people, other black people to be aware. And I didn't want this to be hidden anymore. And I wanted to kind of help change that narrative in the African-American community, right? Like we're gonna talk about learning disabilities. We're gonna remove the stigma and we're gonna have a network so we can access providers, tutors, advocates, right? Well, Derek, I'm not making this up, am I? No, not at all. And I think the, uh, you know, the conversation we're having now and the conversations that are going to come throughout the the history of this podcast are definitely needed in general, but specifically within our community, you know, as I'm listening to you tell your story, Winifred, it's the same story that my mother went through, you know, so I'm on the podcast because I'm a person with dyslexia and, uh, you know, she, tells the story of feeling very alone, you know, of not being able to relate to other parents that she was connecting with, not feeling like there were other families that were, you know, trying to navigate through what it meant to have a a kid who, who had a learning disability. And I know that having the opportunity to connect with a program like ours would have made a huge difference in our life and therefore would have had a huge impact on, you know, how my self-concept was developed um, how I thought of myself as being a person who was both black and dyslexic. And so I am super excited that you and I are going to have this conversation and, and all the conversations yet to come. Same here. Same here. I thought, you know what? I'm doing this hashtag on Instagram, black and dyslexic, because I saw a lot of white celebrities featured who were dyslexic. And then I started to learn about black celebrities who were dyslexic. We kept seeing Octavia Spencer, Whoopi Goldberg, Muhammad Ali, you know, I'm like, well, there were more, it's gotta be. And so I started digging and then I found out that Usher Raymond is dyslexic, Mm. right? Could be why he didn't do more, you know, acting gigs. Usher, if you're listening, Come and confirm that for us, you know? (laughs) I also found out that Kobe Bryant was dyslexic. We know how hard it is. Um, As a parent, I watch my daughter struggle, and we know from the research a lot of folks don't get identified until later in life. 
high school, college. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to start spotlighting everyday dyslexics because everybody can't identify with a celebrity. Everybody is not an Usher or a Kobe. And I found it so impactful. And I started getting all these messages because even a child, a little girl, 11, DM'd me on Instagram and said, oh, thank you for posting that. That is so inspiring. And it wasn't a celebrity. It was a firefighter. It was a mm. principal. It was a, um, an author. You know, it was everyday people. And I started meeting them everywhere. Hell, the owner of my, my barbershop, where I go to get my hair cut. Oh, wow. Yeah, he came outside one day to me. He said, Winifred, you know, you come in here and you have this energy talking about dyslexia. Wow. And he said, um, I was lumped in special education classes, he said, but I wasn't getting help. He said, I researched on my own some successful dyslexics, and that made me think if they can do it, I can do it. He said, um, I got my CDL license. And he said, um, but I finally feel like I made it because I'm opening this barbershop. Mm -hmm. He said, I, I still, you know, struggle a little because I read slower than everybody else. And I use a lot of assistive technology. And I said, wait a minute, you're ear reading. You understand? There's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with that. You read slow. So what? And he was like, yeah, he said, but I just feel like I could be further along in life had I known and gotten the support I needed. Yeah. And I said, wow. I said, and you're just telling me. I'm just the person that comes to your shop, you know, and he said, I just wanted to share it with you because he said, I don't get to tell this to a lot of people. Yeah. And I said, well, how about if you let me feature you on the black and dyslexic on Instagram? And he has a larger following than I do. And I featured him. And the next time I came in the barbershop, Derek, he says, thank you. I said, what are you thanking me for? He said, you don't know what it did to me. He said, so many people inboxed me, reached out to me, told me they struggled, they couldn't read, they were a slow reader. He said, and it just made me proud of who I am. You know, the National Centers for Learning Disabilities, the number that is commonly tossed around is one in five people. So there are a lot of us out there who have had challenges in school, who have trouble with, with reading and spelling and uh, focusing and all the other things, you know, math, all the things that come along with dyslexia. The big challenge that our population has is being able to connect with each other, right? Like uh, it's, I firmly believe that we're a part of an amazing community of people who have done amazing things over the course of human history, but there's no m sort of mark on me that allows me to just sort of like look in a crowd and say, Oh yeah, there's another dyslexic, right? You know, there's, <laughs> and then, you know, even my experience of being in special ed, when I was diagnosed when I was nine, I was in special ed all the way through high school graduation. There, at least in the school that I was in, there was n certainly not a culture in the school that encouraged us to connect with each other and talk openly about the challenges, the different kind of disabilities, different challenges that we were all experiencing. You know, if anything, there was a culture that promoted us to be quiet and to just sort of sit in a lot of shame. And that's deadly. You know, it's deadly. I know it was very difficult for me and um, we haven't said it, but I would just say to people, you know, go check out Winifred's uh, Instagram. What's your handle? My handle is so all can read. So all can read. So check her out because her page is very powerful. And I think that's, you know, you're making, there are so many great points that you're making there. Um, but the, the one I'll just zero in on, because I think it's really appropriate just for the conversation we're having. It's just the power of telling your own story. When I think about, you know, what you're doing, Winifred, with your Instagram and what this podcast is, it's just like another way to like use, to leverage the power of storytelling so that people can see 
themselves in the world now, but I think even perhaps even more powerful is to be, be able to develop a vision of what the world could be. You know, um, I firmly believe that issues like dyslexia are things that, you know, black people should be unapologetic about and uh, that we should actually find a lot of strength and power in it. Um, You know, I can recall throughout the, you know, my time is like a, both a, as a poet, you know, kind of performing and every so often kind of getting on stage and telling my story or, you know, as a, as an activist, um, you know, uh, telling my story in, you know, in our community. And, and every so often you get that, you know, like that well-meaning grandmother that'll come up and be like, you know, baby, you just didn't work hard enough or, you know, like, you know, like, you know, it's, and I was like, no, I worked real hard. Like I, I really, you know, I really put the time in and I, and I, I still think that many of us just sort of struggle with this idea that either this is something we don't talk about, right? Or it's, um, it's something that's not real, right? The like stigma. it's it's not yeah. real. The stigma and and culturally, you know, our ancestors have having to hold everything in mm-hmm. and just be okay, right? right? Nothing can be wrong with him. He can't be different, yeah. right? And and when you talk about a community and, and being in public school and not being celebrated for your difference or, or not even having a community. And then I look at my daughter, she's at a private dyslexia school. She's no longer in public school. My daughter will tell you I have coping strategies. Yeah. Um, don't tell my daughter she doesn't work hard. I work very hard. I work very hard. You know, she's advocating for herself. She's explaining, you know, she explained to a family member, I will always have dyslexia and I will always have some challenges, but I'm learning how to work through them. You know, and, and I know that students in, in my school district here in Baltimore City, Black students, they aren't getting that. There is no community for them. There is no outlet. There is no support like that. You're okay. You're great. You're different. You learn differently. And for those parents, you know, um, I connect and talk to parents all the time and they don't have that. So I'm so excited that we'll be coming together to bring you guys the Black and Dyslexic podcast where we're going to have unfiltered, raw conversations around all things Black and Dyslexic. We'll be talking to attorneys. We'll be talking to special education advocates. We'll also have our badass parent segment, right? (laughs) I want a parent to come on and share with you guys their journey, how they have not given up. And we're going to talk to tutors, professionals, everybody in this space that you need access to, um, that you need to know about, right? And, And you need to hear from, right? We're going to be having these conversations. We're going to be coming to you weekly. And again, I am your host. I'm so excited. I'm Winifred A. Winston. I am the founder and executive director of Dyslexia Advocation, and I will be partnering with my co-host. Give it to him again. LaDerek Horn. So I'm an advocate for people with disabilities, a uh, spoken word poet and co-author of the book, Empowering Students with Hidden Disabilities, A Path to Pride and Success. We'll be talking to you soon, guys. Stay tuned. Bye-bye. Tune in next week, where we'll continue to bring you lived experiences and more unfiltered conversations with experts in the field around all things Black and dyslexic. Make sure you subscribe and follow the Black and Dyslexic podcast, where we educate, empower, and equip Black and underrepresented minorities.
The Black and Dyslexic Podcast is partially funded by Morgan Cares and the Center for Urban Health Disparities Research and Innovation, awarded by the National Institute of Minority Health and Health Disparities. The Black and Dyslexic Podcast is sponsored by Dyslexia Advocation Incorporated, a 501c3 charitable organization located in Baltimore City, Maryland, whose mission is to equip parents of children with dyslexia and other language-based learning disabilities with the necessary tools to help their children become successful readers. You can find them on the web at www.soallcanread.org.